0: Hello everybody, Dr. Lonnie Stewart here from the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Are you a physical therapy student about to start studying for the National Physical Therapy Examination? Or maybe you're a professor, a program director, or a clinical instructor who teaches DPT students preparing for the NPTE? Either way, we would recommend checking out our sponsor, NPTE Final Frontier, and the community they've built around preparing for and succeeding on the NPTE. That exam and the preparation that goes along with it can be long, tedious, difficult, and stress-inducing, but it doesn't have to be. NPTE Final Frontier has the tactics and resources to help address all of the usual barriers. They even have scholarships to help with NPTE study courses, FSBPT registration fees, and even research opportunities. And if that's not enough, they're even donating to the very first annual HET Podcast Scholarship to be awarded at the end of every year. Go to NPTEFF.com for all of the details and use code H-E-T for 10% off all purchases. Links to both the NPTE Final Frontier and their scholarship options are available in the show notes. And now, let's get ready to learn.
1: Hello, everybody. Dr. F. Scott Feel here. With me today, a very special guest, longtime friend, mentor of mine, somebody who really gave me a good view on what the hell to do with two doctoral degrees when I really didn't know? Great, Todd, GT, how are you, man? Long time no
2: talk. I'm glad we get to catch up. Yeah, bro. I'm doing well. Glad I'm talking to you. And I appreciate your friendship over the years. You have been there through thick and thin. And I hope you can say the same for me.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Likewise. That's why I love having you on the podcasts to chat, catch up and see what you're up to these days, because you always are up to something new and innovative. So I love that about you. But let's dive right in, man. Like I said, I was at a point in my life where I had two doctoral degrees. One was finished and one I was halfway through. And I didn't exactly know what the hell I was doing with my life. You know, I didn't, I was getting an ED and I didn't really want to teach. So it was like, what the heck am I doing getting another doctoral degree? Like this doesn't make sense. And I talked to a bunch of my mentors. I talked to you. I talked to Jerry Durham, Paul Goff, Gallant Dill, Alex Charfin, just people in the business world, in the PT world. And everybody had the same thing to say pretty much. It was said different ways, but the one main message I took away was leverage. And it doesn't matter what degrees you have, what letters you have after your name, as long as you've got passion and you've got a drive for something, because we, it's a purpose filled thing, right? You've got to have that want to be purposeful and to do more, right? And to live out your God given talents. As long as you do that, you can take the letters after your name and leverage them into literally anything you want. And that kind of put me at ease and realized that, all right, I'm on the right path. Let's finish this thing out. And then since then, I've used it, right? I've used the doctorate in physical therapy to help teach, you know, started my mobile business there and then help people learn how to start a mobile practice. And then I use the ED to help people with curriculum development and course development, how to teach, right? And how to coach. So it's been a great ride and a great journey. And again, I have you to thank for that, but talk to us a little bit about business coaching and why that's been so important for you and how it's helped so many over the years.
2: Yeah. I think I'd like to go back to everything that you just said about you. Here, you know, what? let's hear, let's, let, let me tell you something that I recently did. So recently I purchase a home in North Georgia. Okay. And, and it's a brand new home that we got into probably about three months before it was finished. So it was in the framing stage. Okay. All right. So we were trying to decide, Hey, what do we want to do? Do we want to build from scratch? Do we want to get a home that's partially built? Do we want to get a totally done home with the furniture? What do we really want to do here? Okay. So As I was going through all of the process with that, I was looking at the idea of actually building a home from scratch. And so I'm going to actually take this example and I'm going to bring it to your situation. All right. And I think many of the listeners as well. So if we were to have built the home from scratch, the first thing we have to do is we have to buy a plot of land. Okay. And that plot of land might be, let's just say it was $50,000. Okay. All right. But it's just a plot of land. If we did nothing with that plot of land, but just said, hey, we're going to hold on to it, maybe a year later, two years later, maybe we sell for 55K, maybe 60K, maybe it would be worth 40K. I don't know. But that's what a plot of land is worth. Okay. So what's a plot of land? A plot of land is your degrees. Okay. They're good. Getting ED is good. Having a DPT is good. All those things are great. But here's where the magic happens. If you get the plot of land, And then you decide, you know what, it's 50K, but you know what, we're going to build something on it. We're going to build a home. So in my case, it wasn't me that did it, but the builders bought the piece of land for whatever, 30K, 50K, whatever they paid for it. But then they made that piece of land so much more valuable by building on it. And so they built a home and they built a two-story home. And as they were building and building, by the way, they did not finish the home before they sold it to us. It became... 15, 20 times more value. And when I look at your situation, F, Scott, I think that's what happened to you. What happened to you is whether it was myself, Jerry, Paul, Alex, what, like the people that guided you were telling you that here's the deal, man, you have a good foundation, but without building on that foundation with not a house, but skills, the skills of what you're doing right now on this podcast, communication, the skills of networking, The skills of bringing value to other people, the skills of having visionary and creative juices to where you're actually able to say, hey, I got a lot of stuff that I have, but I haven't packaged it into anything that can really help a lot of people at scale. And when you add those skills to the already base land or base degrees that you have, now you have a really valuable asset. And that's essentially what you did. And that's essentially what we try to do with people with business coaching. Like we already know what you have a good piece of land, but the land in and of itself can't allow you to leverage your value. If you add these other skills to it, it does. And I think that's super important for
1: especially physical therapy students nowadays that are coming out in this time where, you know, back in the day when I went to PT school, it was a master's program, right? I had to end up getting a transitional doctorate to do that. And even with that, I still ended up with about $140,000 worth of student loan debt, which isn't terrible in today's day and time with two doctoral degrees. Now they're coming out with $150,000, 200, dollars $250,000 worth of student loan debt. And if they just use that degree in that base land, they're coming out and making sixty-five, seventy-five thousand 75000 a year right out the gate. And that's just not going to float. You're not going to be able to keep your head above water with that debt to income ratio on those student loans. So it doesn't add
2: up, man. It doesn't oh. add up, It.
1: You've got to, you've got to find ways to, to provide it something that gives you the value that you're worth, you know? And I think that, like you said, that's why business coaching becomes so, and, and I don't think it was really around that much when I went to school. Maybe it was, I don't know. I didn't know of any, I feel like I would have pursued that had it been an option. Nowadays, obviously there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of great things, especially with online businesses and online coaching that man, I'm such a big fan and a proponent of paying for mentorship and paying for business coaching and paying to learn these skills that don't get taught in p t school because it speeds up my timeline and my process. so i you know I can't say enough good things about it, and every every investment I've made in a coach or a mentor has paid back in an r o i of tenfold. I've never
2: lost money on an investment myself, you know, because I think there's a couple of things. I think it's knowledge, that's one thing. I'm just thinking of all the coaching that I've got masterminds that I've been in, people are like, man, you, why would you pay $50,000, $75,000 to do that? I was like, because there's different, it's multifactorial. Okay. There are some times that I'm going to gain knowledge that I didn't have before. Sometimes I don't, but one piece of knowledge or one piece, one additional thing that you add to a piece of land and a house that's built could make that house worth an additional five, 10, 15%. If we did a renovated kitchen with no drywall, with no frame, no foundation, okay, maybe that doesn't make sense. But if I've already now had my foundation PT, I've now built on my foundation with skills of communication, of visionary, of leadership, of, of learning how to take my knowledge that I have and turn it into dollars, okay? That's the roof. That's the framing. That's the drywall. That's the wood floors. Okay, great. And if I already have that, now if I renovate a kitchen, well, I could turn that thing from $400,000 to $480,000. So the kitchen is just knowledge. Okay. I might get knowledge. I might not. All right. Let's talk about paint. Okay. Paint would be wisdom. Me learning from someone that's gone through things that I don't want to have to deal with. And they've gone through things and they can help me navigate. So sometimes I get my money back that way. Sometimes I get through knowledge. Sometimes I get through wisdom. Okay. That's me painting the house. Okay. All right. That's one way. I might get back my money there. All right. Here's another way. Another way might be we're going to add a pool to this house. That is community. You've been in my communities. How many people have you met in the community that you ended up doing something with? By the way, sometimes it turns into money. Sometimes it's just great friendships. So it's like Friends for Life, right? It's like knowing that, hey, you've got a brother, you've got a sister over here that when all hell breaks, I can always go to that person. Literally, I was telling you about what like, what I'm doing with a challenge. And within 35 minutes, you're like, you know, I got to G. That's community. That's, that right there is more valuable than anything else. So my point is that if you understand that and you understand that, wait a minute, I have amazing skills. F. Scott Field has these amazing skills and Greg has an audience, he can come to me and I'll put it in front of my audience so he can showcase his skills. I have amazing skills. F Scott has an amazing audience, sometimes I can bring my gifts and my talents to his audience, which allows him to convey more value to his audience and allows me to be able to showcase my skills. And we do it vice versa. So my point is that if you look at it that way, you can never lose. Yeah,
1: it's the network. It's the network. It's the, like you said, the friendships that are made, the relationships that are built, And it may not be tomorrow. It may be five, 10 years down the line that somebody comes back in your life and does that thing that you need help with. And it's just knowing who to go to in those situations and knowing where to turn to and who you can ask. I don't always have the answer. I don't always know, but there's a strong chance there's someone in my community that knows. And I'm glad I have that network because I can now send people and direct them to the right place, just like a PT would do if they had to refer out for something. It's a no-brainer. And The communities and the networks that I've built up and I've been with for years now have all been based on positivity and like lifting other people up. It's it we're there to help. We're there to spotlight and amplify these good voices and these good ideas and these people that are trying to make the world a better place and do better things and do more and be more. Right. And I have no problem lifting those people up and putting them out there on on a stage in a spotlight because they deserve it. I probably can't offer whatever it is they're offering. So hey, let's put it out there and show them what what they can offer, you know, like, hey, turn to this person for that. They're great at it.
2: Hey, I don't know anything about that. Go over there. Yeah. If there's something that I think everyone that is a therapist or a B therapist that's listening to this can understand is if you want to be able to create more value in the marketplace and you don't want to be capped out by what the average pay is, let me give you the best piece of advice that F. Scott just alluded to without saying it. Become a person of preeminence. Person of preeminence is someone that is the I know a guy or I know a gal person. And so that's basically how I was able to take my net worth as a PT or someone that was when I had my first staff PT job was making like just under 40K a year. Okay. All right. And then I got my first clinic director job. Granted, I've been a therapist for 23 years. All right. So my first like clinic director job, I was making 55. And then my second one, 66. And then after that, I went out and I started my own thing. When I started my old thing, I was making like in the mid seventies. And then I got up to 120 base. And then because it's my old thing, I was able to make four, like 400 grand a year at my peak four four to four fifty dollars to take it on. The reason why that happened was because I became a person of preeminence and a person of preeminence is the person that actually has a network of other people. So people used to just come to me because I was good at manual skills. People that used to come to me because... I was good at working with tennis players, but people still liked my manual skills. Okay, and people like my personality, but people don't really pay for that. It's like, whatever. Most therapists are pretty nice people, right? Okay. But where the thing changed for me was I became a person of preeminence. And every single one of you can become a person of preeminence. Whether you're in acute care, you're in outpatient, you're in peds, you're doing home health. And a person of preeminence is this. It's the person that is your go-to for your help. And you will never ever be a person. And by the way, you don't have to know anything. You do not have to do everything. I do not do personal training. I do not do like cardiology workups. I don't do dietetics and nutrition. I don't do any of that stuff. All I did was physical therapy. That's it. But I knew someone and I had a network of people in every single area. So when people came to me, I was like, listen, I got you. And because I built that network, it allowed people to now not look at me as just an implementer and someone that could do something to your shoulder in a conservative manner. They looked at me as he knows someone for everything. And that's where you make the big money. That's where you are now looked at as an advisor instead of just a doer and a practitioner. And what F Scott is saying is, and, and if, I'm assuming you're listening to this because because you trust the guy. Well, he's become an advisor to you. He is an advisor and he is a person of preeminence in any sector that he's working, whether it's mobile, whether it's with his clinical studies. doesn't matter. That's what he's become. And that's the reason why he's been able to convey a lot of value to people. Every single therapist can do that. But you have to build a network. You're going to have to learn the skills of communication. Those are skills that you're going to have to build on the piece of land. And if you do that, you now become worth. I'm talking not like percentage more. You get, you, you're worth exponentially more. And that's probably the biggest piece of advice I can give you. And now for a quick shout out to our newest sponsor, Varella
1: Financial. If you're a physical therapist and you have student loan debt, you got to talk to these guys. What makes them unique is that they view financial planning like running hurdles on a track. And for PTs, the first hurdle many of us run into is student loan debt. Varela Financial will help you get over that hurdle. They not only take the time to explain to you which plans you individually qualify for and how those plans work, but they also take the time to show you what your individual case looks like mapped out within each option. So if you're looking for help on your student loan debt or any area of personal finances, we recommend working with them. I use Varela Financial personally, and they were able to help me lower my student loan repayment from about $1,800 a month down to about $135 per month simply by finding the right repayment plan that best fit me, my family, and our life goals. You can check them out at varelafinancial.com. Link is in the show notes if you need it for reference, and tell them the HET podcast crew sent you. And now back to the show. Yeah. That's actually the next uh, study and book I'm working on is expertise and authority and being a connector because that's what I've done my whole life. And it, yeah. it came naturally to me for a lot of reasons. Like you said, it's one of those multifactorial things, but I love being the guy that knows a guy being from New York. I always know a guy and I love that or a gal. I got a, I got a gal for that. Don't worry about it. You know, I got you. And that has really served me well, because again, it allows me to serve my audience and my people, my clients. Even when I don't know the answer, you know, just becoming that expertise and authority and that person of preeminence like you talk about, that's like you said, where the value starts getting increased by, you know, multifactorial numbers, because it's not just trading time for money anymore. Now it's speed. It's skill set. It's people. It's it's things that that you can't even factor in when you're just saying, "Hey, I've got a job for you. Can you perform it?" And I think one of the big takeaways there too is that you said, like, you're building land on the land with these skills and these assets here. And again, we go back to a lot of them aren't taught in PT school. Their skill sets, like when I ran Facebook ads for my first for mobile clinic in in Waco, there, there, I didn't. Succeed. I probably blew about 500 bucks on these ads and I didn't get any people coming in for it. And I was like, other people are doing it. They're succeeding. I know it's not Facebook, it's me. So I invested in a course on Facebook ads because I had to learn how to do it at least. And I did. And sure enough, the first week I ran Facebook ads after the course, I got three new patients, which paid for the course and then some. And then everything else after that was profit. Now I don't want to do Facebook ads anymore. So I know enough to be able to outsource it to somebody who does know how to do it. Right. So it's one of those things where like, you can't be afraid to invest in things outside of the world of physical therapy. We talk about this a lot in the business circles that the letters after your name don't really mean a whole lot. It's not going to get you paid anymore. There's a ceiling, there's a cap, there's a limit to how much you can make as an employee in physical therapy. Even if it's a good ceiling, even if it's 100, 100, 120, 150, but there's still going to be a ceiling when you start your own business sky's the limit. There's no ceiling on that, you know? So dive into a little bit about
2: why people should consider starting their own business. Yeah. Put it like this. If you guys have ever heard me talk about the four levels of value, that's the reason why you should start your business. So I'll quickly dive into it for you all to understand it. The four levels of value was initially explained to me by, by Brian Tracy through a book, but my personal mentor, Myra Golden, really broke it down for me. And I was, this is six years later. I'm like, wow, it's amazing how I heard that years before. And once I heard it from him, I was like, oh, wow, this makes a heck of a lot of sense. So basically, here's the deal, you guys. You don't get paid based off of years of experience. You really don't even get paid based off of your credentials or you have. Majority of people in our world get compensated based on the level of value they're operating at. Okay. So as a physical therapist, we do physical therapy. That's what we do. And some of us treat with insurance and there are distinct caps. It doesn't matter if you're 29 years out of school or you're two years out of school or you're two days out of school, you're gonna get paid the same, okay? Many of you are gonna work in a different model where it's cash-based, okay? At the end of the day, there's still a distinct cap on it, okay? All right, there's only so much that the audience that you're going after can pay you, all right? You're not gonna make $7,000 for every single session. Like, just acquit it. That's not going to happen. All right. But there's a cap, all right? That's called implementation. That is the lowest level of value. And that's when you do the thing. So people that work at Taco Bell, they get paid minimum wage. Physical therapists that evaluate and treat, we get the higher level of the implementation, maybe 60, 70, $80,000 a year. Okay. There's, that's the lowest level of value. Okay. The next level of value is unification. All right. Unification happened to me two years after I finished PT school. First two years, I worked as a staff PT. I was making 395. dollars Then I moved to unification where I got a job as a clinic director. I was making $55,000 a year. So it was about a 35% increase of in pay. Okay. Unifiers are people that oversee the implementers. So they take care of the people that are treating so that those people don't kill each other. There's got to be order. There's got to be some type of order going on so that people, we can keep things on up and up. Right? It's a higher level of skill in the marketplace. Again, I'm not saying it's more important. I'm just telling you that this is how the marketplace does it, okay? You could still work for somebody and be a unifier, but uni- unifiers make usually somewhere between 25 to 50% more than the average implement for the same job. So if you look at like Outback Steakhouse, right? You go there, the chefs are really important. The waiters and the waitresses are extremely important, okay? Like, they're very important people. The busboys are important too. Like, they're all important. But the manager makes more. And it's it's because the manager is overseeing those people. All right? Now, the reason why it's important for you to start a business, not everybody needs to do it, but for those that want to get paid at a higher level, you will cap out as a unifier as well. Since I've been in business for the last 18 years, I've been able to now operate at the two higher levels of value. The first one is communication. Communication is what I need. In business, it is the first rule of business to get a business started. It is not to get an LLC. It's not to get a website. It's not to get a tax ID. It is to get attention, and it is to market. Is the reason why F. Scott just said that one of the things that he needed to do for his mobile practice is that he needed to get clients, and he wasn't getting enough clients, and he was trying to do Facebook ads on his own, and it wasn't working, and so he went and he invested in something that after taking that course, he was able to in a week get clients from a new skill that he had, okay? That's communication. Communication comes in a form of how do you get yourself in front of people that don't know who you are? How do you convey your message so that it's very clear to the people that are listening to you? And they're like, wow, whatever that guy said or whatever that lady just said, wow, that actually resonates with me, okay? That's communication. It is messaging to the masses so that they create an emotion and they move to your action. Will Smith, Kevin Hart, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Stephen King. These are all people that communicate in different ways that allow us to actually have emotion from their works. You have to learn how to do that in business. And when you do that, you are able to no longer have a cat. When I started to learn how to communicate, by the way, I was a chronic stutter from kindergarten, from preschool. I nearly didn't pick physical therapy. I was going to pick pharmacy. And my reasoning for it was like, I love sports. I know Ebscotch Scott's like a big Mets fan and he's into all the New York teams. But I'm like, like the biggest Miami fan. I My my dream was to work with the Miami Heat, okay? and Or my second thing was to work with the Dolphins. Okay, I don't care how bad they suck. I just, I love sports and I can do some medicine with that. But my reasoning for nearly not being a physical therapist was because of my inability to speak. So today I get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've gotten paid over a million dollars at one time from just speaking. That you have to learn in business. That I'm able to convey in business, and that's what makes you a lot of money. And because you make more money, that means that you can collapse your time. And I never thought I'd make, i dreamed I'd make a hundred grand a year, much less a million dollars in a year, much less a million dollars in a month, okay? And all that happened through that skill of speaking, and I don't have access to using that skill without me having a business, okay? And then that's not even the highest level of skill. The highest level of skill is visionary creativity. So it's so funny. My first four years of being a physical therapist and working for people, whether I was a manager or a staff clinician, I don't remember having all these different dreams and visions and ideas because I didn't need to do that. But today, like nearly every single night, I'm like, oh my God, I got an idea. Oh my god! Like I'm working out. Oh my god, I got an idea. I'm taking a shower. Oh my god, I got an idea. And I'm not saying all my ideas turn into success, but one day I had an idea. I had this idea to create this thing called Smart Success PT. Just it was just an idea, right? Like I had an idea that oh my gosh, what if I open up another facility? It's an idea. These things have gone on to make not just like lots of money for me, lots of money for so many people that ended up taking me up on that one idea. So. Those two things, communication and visionary, are things that are needed in order to grow a business or start a business. And the reason why you go into business is if you don't ever want to be capped out in your ability to create, in your ability to dream, in your ability to think, in your ability to convey a message, in your ability to be able to earn income, if that's like appealing to you, that's why you do a business. Like, that's the reason. If that's not appealing to you, I wouldn't do it. For me, it's very appealing. Not to mention the tax breaks alone. Oh gosh, huh? you just get taxed. <laughs> That's you not can, cool.
1: Just get taxed differently. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Greg, tell us a little bit about this challenge
2: you got coming up, man. Let us know what's coming down the pike for you. Yeah, March sixth to tenth, I'm going to be doing a five day challenge, and it's going to be called the Invincible Challenge. So, my team, we're all sitting down, and I've done some challenges in the past. And I'm like, we want to do something different, and we're we have all these names I've got, like just that da 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 da. Okay. I was like, Invincible, Invincible. And everybody, we kept on coming back to Invincible. And their reason for it is because it sounded cool. But I was like, no. The reason for Invincible for me is the definition of it. And the definition of Invincible is too powerful to be overcome or defeated. And what has happened to me over my 22 years is that I initially came out of school having skills. I was very excited coming out of school like many of you listening. Okay. but It was very clear to me when I was coming out of school that what I had, the skills, the talent, left me to be defeated. I didn't make enough money. I didn't have enough freedom. I didn't know where to go in order to be able to ascend so that I can do the things that I wanted to do, support myself, support my wife. And if we ever wanted kids one day, support our kids. And... I realized that I wasn't invincible. And I realized that a lot of people coming out of school right now are not invincible. They don't feel too powerful to where in any situation, whether it's decrease in reimbursement, whether it is a recession, whether it is so many different things, inflation, so many different things going on. They don't feel that they are powerful enough that they can overcome any of those situations with their current degree that they have. So I wanted to create five days to where I'm going to teach people how to become invincible in every single category, how to make income to where it doesn't matter what's going on, you're gonna be able to make lots of money. How to have a mindset, a perspective that's gonna allow you to be able to make money 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Guys, here's, I have clinics, but the way that I make my money, the way that I've gained my wealth is through doing it this way. And so I wanna teach people that you don't have to be a business coach to do this, okay? You can actually do this in your niche, in whatever things you're passionate about, there is a way for you to do this and make money 24 hours a day, seven days a week so that you're working on an 8,760-hour day without you working instead of working on a 2,000-hour year, which is a 40-hour week. And so I want to teach you how to be invincible. I want to do it totally for free. Um, and we're going to do it March 6th to 10. And I want every single one of you to sign up for it at invinciblechallenge.com awesome awesome
1: greg where can people find you online and on the social media network if they want to just follow you and see what you're up to these days
2: yeah man just greg todd pretty much everywhere (laughs) if you want greg todd in instagram greg todd pt instagram greg todd shc on youtube i'm putting out content i put out three videos a week for youtube just teaching you all business skills and strategies i put out daily content on instagram I'm a little bit on Facebook, but mostly on Instagram and YouTube. And then I have an email list where I just send you personal emails three times a week. Just whatever's going on, whatever things I feel can serve you guys. And that's what I do. And I do that all the time. And then I have two events that I do a year. Usually it's a challenge and a live event. And that's it.
1: That's how I serve you. Awesome, man. We'll put the links in the show notes so everyone can find you easily. Greg, always a pleasure, man. I love catching up with you. I look forward to doing it again in the near future. Appreciate you, Scott. Appreciate you. Well, I hope that episode was entertaining as much as it was informational and educational. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, we ask you to please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. And please share out the episodes to those who you feel may be able to benefit from them. We also urge you to follow us on all social media platforms at HET podcast and let us know what topics or experts you would like to hear from in future episodes. And just as a reminder, none of the information on today's show should be considered medical advice. It's simply infotainment or edutainment to help educate our audience. For medical advice, we always advise you to reach out to your preferred medical professionals and we'll see you on the next show.